I'm walking aboard Game Basics, so Aussie Summer Edition. Yeah. Which is a change. It is. I'm Patrick. And I'm Robert. Each episode, we'll try and talk about a board game and a card game. Hosting for this episode is provided by Gameology, Australia's largest gaming warehouse. Thank In this you. episode, we have a special guest on, and their name is... Caitlin. And how old are you, Caitlin? I'm 13. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome. Hi. Thank you Thanks. for joining us today. We've, we've... And we're talking about Cluedo and Spyfall. They are. Now, these are two games that Caitlin has been wanting to come on and talk about because... Tell us why. Because I like them. <laughs> oh, so you like They're these fun. games. Yeah. We, I remember playing Spyfall with you and you were like, oh, I love this game. I, yeah. I like being... It's a lot of fun. I like trying to pretend I'm the spy. I like say, I'm the spy. And um, go like... Mm, when you got to <laughs> ask the question to pretend to be struggling and then everyone thinks I'm the spy. Um, normally we ask for your top three games. Do you have... A list of your top three games? Um, no, I just... Cluedo and Spyfall. Cluedo and Spyfall. Well, I have spoken to your mother and asked you guys to look up a game called Awkward Guests that was coming out. It's on... It was on Kickstarter. And uh, it will be out later in the year. Okay, so so now we're going to talk about Cluedo. Cluedo is a game for... Three to six players, depending on what version you have. Yeah, how many can play your one, Caitlin? Two to six. Oh. Like Betrayal at House on the Hill. Three yep. to six for us. Um, It takes 40 minutes playing time. Age eight plus. Weight, 1.64. There you go. Um, mm. And, yeah, this is going off of the two to six player one on BGG because we couldn't find our one, which... If I have a look underneath, I can't see anything special about our game. Yeah, they have lots of different names. Um, This one is done by Parker Brothers, as we were talking about earlier or later last year. Um, Patrick keeps pointing to the designer, Patrick. (laughs) Oatly? Oatly? so, where we've picked this one up is says Clue, mm. because Clue American, we'll get to that in a minute. Why isn't it still called Cluedo in that one, then? Well, you'll find out. Now, do you want to... We'll go to Wikipedia. How about we go to Wikipedia and we just read a little bit of the Cluedo facts first, Patch? Do you want to give it a go? Cluedo is, as known as Clue in North America, is a murder mystery game for three to six players that was... I can't read. That was devised by Anthony E. Pratt from Birmingham, Birmingham, England. England. The game was first manufactured by Waddington's in the UK in 1949. Since then, it has been relaunched and updated several times, and it was, and it's currently. Owned and published by the American Game and Toy Company, Hasbro. The object of the game is to determine. To determine. Determine. It doesn't say that. It says determinate. Okay. Who murdered the game's victim, Doctor Black, in the UK version, and Mister Brody in North American versions, mm. where the to- crime took place, and which weapon was 
used. Each player assumes the role of one of the six suspects and attempts to deduce the correct answer by strategically moving around a game board representing the rooms of a mansion and collecting clues about the... Uh, you want me to take I over? I can't read that you bit there. I've got it a bit hard for you today. Um, deduce the correct answer by strategically moving around a game board representing the rooms of a mansion and collecting clues about the circumstance of the murder, the murder from, from other players. players. So numerous games, books, a film called Clue and a musical have been, been released as part of the Cluedo franchise. Mm, Several spin-offs have been released featuring various extra characters, weapons, rooms, or different gameplay. Mm. The original game is marketed as the classic detective game, and the various spin-offs are all distinguished by different slogans. So in 2008, Cluedo Discover the Secrets was created with changes to the board, gameplay and characters and a modern spin-off. But it was criticised in the media and by fans of the original game. Cluedo the classic, classic mystery game was introduced in 20, was then introduced in 2012, returning to Pratt's classic formula, but also adding several variations. By 2016, Hasbro launched the current standard version of the game with the first new original character in over 67 years, Dr. Orchid. So, <clears throat> there you go. Now, I don't know if, Caitlin, if you would like to, if we can get this over to you. It's a bit of a reach. Maybe have a look at reading some of the history that it says there about Cluedo. In 1944, Anthony E. Pratt, an English musician, applied for a patent of his invention of a murder mystery-themed game, originally named Murder. Shortly thereafter, Pratt and his wife, Elva Pratt, who had helped the designing in the game, presented it to Waddington's exclusive Norman Watson, who immediately purchased it and provided its trademark name of Cluedo. Although the patent... Patient was granted in 1947 due to post-war shortages in the UK. The game was not officially launched by Waddington's until 1949. It was simultaneously licensed to the Parker Brothers in the US for publication when it was renamed Clue along with other minor changes. Mm, well, there you go. It's always interesting when you hear about these games and how old they are, like recent episode we talked about Parker Brothers and uh, that was yeah, really interesting um, and some others 17, 17 that one was, was so 17. okay <clears throat> so that was all off Wikipedia now I don't know if your game looks the same as ours does yours have the little painted miniatures like this and it does but the um, people they don't have like they're all one colour Right, okay. So, so, like, they're not, like, detailed skin colour and then, like, um... So they're just yellow, brown blue. And yeah. Stuff. Whereas these ones are really cool, aren't they? Because yeah. the miniatures with the game we've got have, like, he's wearing yellow clothes and he's got a brown like, gun like and in, um, socks that are brown. Like in, um... What's it called again? Betrayal at House on the Hill. Oh, yeah. They're, they're actually, they're very they're similar actually painted, to the Betrayal. And that was what, that's what he would be wearing, isn't it? Yeah. And that's just like Betrayal at House on the Hill. That's what they would be wearing. Yep, that's right. Which I've taken those and put them in 
Arkham Horror, but we won't tell anyone about that. Uh, What else is in the game? So, in our game, we have the cards that represent the the things that everyone gets dealt out. We Mm. played a four-player game. We each got four cards, didn't we? Four or five cards. Me and you got five one game, and me and... um, So, me and Caitlin got five one game, and me and you got... 5-1 game. Right, right, I didn't notice. And um, the other games, the other people got four. And does yours have the little metal objects? Yeah. Yeah, so otherwise it's the same. Does it have the plastic rope? Yeah. Okay, so so we all have that. And uh, we have the one, and it's Mr. John Bodie, because you know how you asked, or you, you mentioned it's uh, Europe and America have different... Um, I think Australia has People. different. So we're England obviously then. in with the one that has Mr. John Bodie. Who did it? So this is a game that's been around for a long time. Who did it? Where did it? And what did they do it with? Um, this game's been around for a long time, and it's it's hasn't really changed a lot. Although they do put in different ones. It might be Doctor Who, or I don't know. They probably got a Star Wars, or I think I have seen a Doctor Who Cluedo before. Yeah. I'm sure if we look up on BGG... It actually looked like it would, um, there would be a Doctor Who Cluedo. Yeah, there will, I'm sure there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the each player starts on the board, which is... that's Something I don't like is that you're on the board. Oh, so we were... So, I think you know, we if you were, roll a one or a two, you're stuck we, in the hallway. What a silly idea for a game. No, nah, you, you're just only get a complaining. Every time? You're only complaining because of that. Yeah. So, um... I just saw that. We're actually with the North American edition. Okay, just make sure you... With three of us, you've got to make sure you're talking Mm. into that mic closer. Because it just says, like, if you go through the weapons, there's, like, candlestick, dagger, knife in North American editions, which we have knife, lead pipe, revolver, rope, and spanner. Um... Maybe just so we explain a little bit about the gameplay. Um, Do you want to maybe talk about the setup, that. Caitlin? There's actually one more bit of setup yeah. next to there on the next page. So if you just want to have a bit of a read, yep. Look on the game board for the start space and suspect names nearest you. Take the suspect character, pawn as yours, as and put it on that space. If fewer than six are playing, be sure to place the remaining character onto the appropriate names. They names they might after all be involved in the crime and they must be on the premises um we actually just chose which one we wanted to be for the character yeah we chose and then because it makes things easier and then you're like oh now i'm going to sit here so then i can be this character and then someone else need wants to sit there because the character that they want to be is there yep okay keep going caitlin place each of the weapons in a different room select any of the of the Select any six of the nine rooms. Place the empty envelope marked case file confidential on the stairs in the centre of the board. Sort the pack of cards into three groups, suspects, rooms and weapons. Shuffle each group separately and place each face down on the table. Then, so no one can see them, take the top card from each group and place it into the envelope. The case file now contains the answer to the questions, who, where, what weapon. Shuffle together the three piles of the remaining cards, then deal them. Deal them face down. Clockwise around the table, it doesn't matter if some players receive more cards than others. 
Secretly look at your own cards because they're in your hand. They can't be in the case file, which means that none of your cards was involved in the crime. So that's when you um, mark them down on your little player sheet. And there's one more setup or two. Take a de- detective yeah. notebook sheet, which is what I said you mark down what you've got. Fold it in half so no one can see the notes you make. And check off the cards that are in your hand if you wish. Like, I always do that so then you don't get confused. Yeah, but you don't want anyone to see what you've done because mm. otherwise Caitlin will sneak we can over and get a see, sneaky tick. We can sometimes see yours because you're standing right... You're sitting right next to the uh, mirror. The problem with those little tickets is, you know, if you ask a question and I go... And I know the middle one, but I... I don't know that you. I, I know the middle one, but you don't know the top of the middle one. I show you the card, and I can tell if you're either ticking the top of the sheet or the bottom of the sheet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that you start going, oh, they're ticking that one. So then I start flipping my sheet upside down so no one knows. Yeah. Well, I'm... my mum always she tricks people. So like she'll try it, pretend to tick the top one, but then later on yeah, she'll. Yeah, yeah. Tick... Okay, yeah. so it's not just me. All right, seven. Miss Scarlet always goes first. Play then proceeds in turn. <laughs> oh, bless you. In turn to the first player left. But we don't know what happens if Miss Scarlet isn't involved in it. Oh, well, she'll, yeah. Probably the person next to, to her the would left. do you it. just go around. So that would be the white one, and then it would be green. Yep, so then you, you, uh, no, move, then it would your, be move your player by rolling the dice. And you can move. That's when it gets to the bit that I don't like, when I get stuck in the passage. I like that bit because yeah. I always get through the passage and you're always stuck in them. Yeah, well, I hate the passage bit. <laughs> I rolled like a 12 on my first go and I got straight into the room I wanted to be in and I almost got that first guess correct. Yeah, Completely. well, there you go. Um, I'm always the green one, so the ballroom's always pretty close. Only seven to get there. And then it basically you just move around the, the little squares on the board. So that bit's roll and move. And then you get to... There is a secret passageway you can try and sneak and through from the diagonal corners. It, um, the place it's been is in the lounge. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, Bad when we were playing skills. all of us together, yeah. Because we played shuffling. a couple before we started. Bad shuffling. Uh, then entering and leaving a room. You may enter or leave a room. By rolling the dice and moving through a secret door, moving out through a secret passage. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's it's not rocket science. It's no. rocket science to guess it yeah. on the first round. Yeah. Imagine if you could get it on the first round. That would be pretty cool. The only way you would get it is you, if you looked in the um, piece of paper. So if you want to make a suggestion. So as soon as you enter a room, make a suggestion. By making suggestions throughout the game, you try to determine by process of elimination which three cards are in the confidential case file envelope. To make a suggestion, move a suspect and a weapon into the room that you just entered. Then suggest that the crime was committed in that room by the suspect with that weapon. So let's say that you're Miss Scarlet and you enter the lounge. First move another suspect, Mr. Green for instance, into the lounge. Then move a weapon, the wrench perhaps into the lounge, then say, I suggest the crime was committed in the lounge by Mr. Green with the wrench. Um, and then it goes around clockwise. I remember... So the person to your left has to try and 
and then the next person, and each until someone has shown you a card that they have of those three things, so that proves it can't be. I remember when um I had no of the people cards in my hand at the start, and I kept having to um accuse people to get it, and someone must have had Mr. Green card because he wasn't in the file, and I and I said him like six times, and he was myself. Was it me? Okay, so you want to just talk about how we end the game by making an accusation. When you think you've figured out which three cards are in the envelope, you may, on your turn, make an accusation and name any three elements you want. First, say, I accuse the suspect of committing the crime in the room with the weapon. Then, so no one else can see, look at the cards in the envelope. When making an accusation, you may name any room. Unlike a suggestion where your character must be in the room you suggest. Oh, because we did it that you had to be in the room that you do the accusation in. And then, if you're you win the game, if you're co- completely correct. If not, you're eliminated. Stick them all back in and go. Damn it! You're eliminated, but you're allowed. I'm out. You can keep playing. But you have to show other people your cards to um, prove them wrong. So. Stop. Again, this is another game that comes in a long box that really is just a little board, a few pieces. No. They could put that in a box. No, but it needs that box. My box is smaller. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's probably about half the size. Like the Riscot box, which is like double the size of that box, though. I think this was some special one, so that must be why. It is the... Um, and what's different with your game, Classic Caitlin? detective. Oh, well, I think mine's the... Wait, because you had the Cluedo or Clue. So you have Mr. Body, we have Mr. Black in mine, and oh. you have the knife, we have the dagger. Oh, right. So okay. just minor changes, but other th- everything else is the same. It's the same. And you had other cards or something you said. Oh, yeah. So in mine, you on the, the dice, on one of the die, there is Question a, mark, you say? a magnifying glass, oh. and there are a bunch of cards with a magnifying glass on it. And so if you roll a magnifying glass, you get to pick up one of those cards and it'll say, oh, someone's missing or... Miss this. Green's missing or yeah. something. Yeah. And it's then... Mr. Green, not Miss. Oh. That, means <laughs> and that means you have to reveal that card, whoever has it. So it's like a free... A free one. Yeah. That, that, that sucks for that person then. Because yeah. they're giving up one of their secrets. And then everyone else looks a lot like... Hmm... <laughs> So, it, did you say says, every time you have to pull over one of those cards? Oh, no, when you roll the yeah, dice. Yeah, when you it. roll the... Sorry, yeah. Or, like, someone was shot by the revolver. Whoever has the revolver, revolver must reveal it so then they know who did it. So, now, just looking on BGG, um, do you know BGG, apart from what you heard on board one of our early podcasts? So, it's just a website made just to talk about board games. And any board game you can and think of would game. just about be on there. Naughty, naughty, naughty and card, card games. games. Um, so he, and then all the community put in their votes and give what they think. So here they get rated of nearly a six, a five point nine on this one of Clue. What? <coughs> oh, plus bless you, Patrick. I'm sure everyone at home is glad they're hearing you sneezing. <laughs> um, what would you rate the game at, Caitlin? I would say an eight. So you really eight like eight it, yeah? So you got eight and a half for you. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't classify yourself as a big board gamer or anything, would you? Like no. Just mass market type games yeah. that you get at Target. And, yeah. Yeah. All right. Although Spyfall's not. What do you, you yeah. rate it at? Uh, I just rate it at 
uh, probably a six. Because it's a fun game that I can bring out with you guys. Yeah. And we know that you know how to play it. It's easy. What's the, ga- what's the rating that I normally say? I don't know. You'll probably say seven or eight. Nine. Oh, no. It's not a nine. What would you say? Eight or nine. Oh, really? Okay. I thought you were joking. Um... Okay, so probably because you think because I always give out eights, nines, oh, and tens. All the all the board game people will be glad with your <laughs> your ones. Although we do normally only keep the ones that we do like. Um, so a game everyone's probably heard of, Cluedo. I think we've covered that pretty well. What do you reckon? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about Spyfall. Spyfall, made in 2014. It's a game for three to eight players on BGG. It's rated 7.0. 15 minutes playing time. Age 12 plus on the box. It says age 13 plus. Weight 1.25 slash 5. And it says here, the the community says best with 6. So Cluedo is harder to learn than this one. Yeah, but 15 minutes, maybe 15 minutes because they they set your clock for 8 minutes. Yeah. You'll see in a minute when we talk about it. I think it's longer than 15 minutes. Yeah. If you were to play a few rounds and keep score. No, that just means... We like never do that. that. that we just play 15 it. 15 minutes would be one round. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because you keep stopping do. the clock. Okay, you want to... Right, Spyfall is a party game unlike any other. One in which you get to be a spy and try to... I can't read that. Try understand to, yep. what's going on around you. It's really simple. Simple. So... Loose Lips, this is reading from the book, the rule book. Loose Lips Sink Ships is a saying that dates back to the days of World War II. It also represents a vital wartime principle. There were lots of things that could give spies away. Rust-free staples in their documents, square-headed nails in the soles of their boots, and so on. This game offers everyone an opportunity to walk a mile in the shoes of both a spy who's close to having their cover blown and a special agent who's hot on the spy's heels. You wanna... Now, this is a hard game to explain. Every time we've played this and introduced this to people, maybe just to us, but it's hard to actually get the gist of, what do you mean I'm going to have a card that doesn't have the picture on it that you guys all have? Spies. How am I going to ask a question when I don't know what it is? So the spy card looks so funny because yeah. if yeah look at her, the, so there's the spy and he's got this metal helmet on with two radars sticking out of his ears. <laughs> and you know when you when when you know when you get the dealt the card and you look at it and you go I'm the spy I got to keep looking at this card so no one I, sees me do nothing or I try and trick people to make them think that I'm the spy and then they lose. All right, well, Caitlin, do you want to maybe read just a little bit? So how many cards are in this game? Um, this game has 240 cards. Yeah, so it's got a lot of cards. They give you lots of little bags that you can put them in, which is helpful because the way you set it up is, I don't know if it explains it, but before you even, as soon as you get the game, you rip open the packet of the deck of cards. I don't think you rip it open. I think you open it. Well, that's true. Separate them into their group. So there's theatre... Spa, whatever. Hospital. And, and put the spy it's card on It's a day spa. Top. Anyway, so that's fine. That explains that in the rules of how to go. So now, Caitlin, maybe you want to talk a bit about the, the idea of the game? 
A game of Spyfall is made up of several short rounds. In each round, the player finds themselves in a location with a specific role assigned to each player. One player is always a spy who doesn't know where they are. The spy's mission is to listen carefully and identify the location. And also to not let people know that they're the spy. Each non-spy must give an oblique hint to the other non-spies, suggesting that he knows the location identity, thus proving he is not the spy. Observation, concentration, non... non clint Non... Hold on, let me have a look. It's got some really hard Where are you up to? Nonchalance. Yep. Which word. just means, like, whatever. And cunning. You'll need all of them in this game. Stay on your toes. Ah, yes, you need to stay on your toes. Not on the tippy toe? On, t- on the very bottom <laughs> Yeah, well, depends if you're sneaking your up as a sneaky spy. <laughs> and you break, so you break your toe? Um, yeah, do you want to just read a little bit more than what, what section's next? Objective. The, the objective, yep. The spy's objective is to avoid exposure until the end of a given round or identify the current location. The non-spy's objective is to establish consensus on the identity of the spy and expose him or her. Yes. Right, so um, preparing for round one. Be the first. Before the first round begins, sort all the cards into your location decks. Each deck should have seven cards with identical illustrations and one spy card. Each deck goes in a separate Ziploc bag. All cards should be face down with the spy card on top. All the locations are shown in the middle spread of the rule book, which is the next page from this page. Mm-hmm. Rule book. The players ad- are advised to study it well before the first round begins. <laughs> we just keep it open so then, we, yeah. then we just look. So because. But you've otherwise got to be looking all confused. the time because otherwise people know when you're the spy. That's, that's so All funny. the locations are shown in the middle spread of the rule book. The players are advised to study it well before the first round begins. This should give the potential spies an idea of the, of the kinds of locations they will have to choose from during the game. We strongly advise the spies not to study the middle spread during the game. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah, so we leave it open all the time and then we all spend time looking at it all um, the time so that that doesn't happen because most of the time we're playing this with people that haven't played. I was going to say, we but... We don't play um, a lot, so you need that clue. We haven't opened up all of them. Like, no. we only have limited ones. We've, yeah. So it confuses us all. Like, if you answer, um, was it raining? If you ask that and then they say, no... Because there isn't anywhere where it's raining or stuff like that. So we've just opened one of the deck of cards that come of the three decks of cards. So you get loads of game time. And we, we've we played this many times. And we've just played with the school, the day spa, the ocean liner, the university, the passenger train, the zoo, the supermarket, submarine, space station, and the theatre. And we haven't had any problems with the times um, we've played. You know, we know like you have to ask questions in the game. Mm. These are the only questions that I really ever ask. What's it again? Is there a person wearing black? <laughs> or is the person wearing black look like he's doing a poo? <laughs> oh, what? That's because all the cards have the spy Because in the day spa, 
Um, he's like passing. Oh, the he's drains, leaning over, and he's, it looks like he's trying to do a poo. Oh, great! Thanks. <laughs> Way to bring the uh, content down, Patrick. <laughs> um, yeah, you got to come but up it with looks like fun ways to ask the questions. Only I've asked questions. But uh, or are you about to freeze to death or something like that? Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So the spy's on every card, and he's doing something sneaky <laughs> each time. And and when I ask the question, just... sometimes you get confused. Like when it's the university, you're like, um, no. But there's he's wearing a white coat, playing with all these potion bottles that could make an explosion, which he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So where were we up to? And there's a guy with piranhas in that card. Where were we up to? Yeah. Thank so. You. No, you guys go. I'd rather see... Each game is a series of short rounds, the number of which is agreed upon the by the players before the beginning of the game. We recommend playing five rounds for your first session. This should take about an hour. Yeah, that that's that's right, I'd say. I you think that's what we played. But we did it pretty quick. If you wanted to shorten the game, you could make the rounds, instead of being eight minutes long, you could make them... Five or six minutes yeah. and do it really quick. Half the time, I pretend to be the spy, and you're like, Catelyn's like, I know who it is, it's Patrick. <laughs> and then you try and make an accusation. He always You like to mess it up, don't you? Yeah. A new dealer is chosen for each round. The dealer participates in the game as a regular player. The most suspicious looking player is, is the dealer in the first round. This player <laughs> takes all the card Ziploc bags out of the box, uh, turns them face down, shuffles them, and chooses random Ziploc bag. The dealer then removes the cards from the selected Ziploc bag very carefully to avoid turning them over. Yeah, you can keep going. You go from there? Uh, yeah. Um, where are you finished? So, basically, finish you're just picking. Two. We only do it between eight of them, but if we yeah. set them all up, there'd probably be 20. The dealer 20 selects a number of cards... That corresponds to the number of players from the top of each stack. Shuffle them and give a card to each player. If there are five players, five cards are played. The remaining cards are not turned over, but you have to put the spy on top, otherwise there isn't one. Yeah, you need to make sure the spy goes in before you know, when you set the game up. Shuffle them and give a card to each player. If there are five players, five cards are played. Yeah. <laughs> the remaining cards are not turned over. Put them aside carefully. You won't be needing them. The spy might see them if you do it. Yeah, you want to keep. We keep them in the bag just to be sure. Unless the spy's the one that dealed it, and then they go, "Ooh, now I know where it is. Now I'm just gonna go stop the clock." I don't yeah, know. I know. It's always like stop the clock. I think I know. <laughs> or it's like stop the clock. I think I know who it is. The spy. Started. <laughs> okay. The dealer starts a stopwatch, and the game begins. The dealer then asks one of the players a question, calling them by name. Tell me, John. The question usually pertains to the current location. This is prudent, but not mandatory. Questions are asked once. No follow-up questions are allowed. Responses can take any form. The players who answer the question proceeds to ask any other player a question of their own, but cannot ask a question of the player who just asked them a question. When I say the... um. This is the only card I really. This is, I'm only. Uh, I've only ever said the. Um, does the man in black look like he's doing a poo? But I normally always say, like, does the man? Is there a man in black? And then you always say yes, because there's one in every like. There is in the he's casino. A, he's wearing a he's, black and white one in the. Uh, university. University. Yeah, yeah, he's got a black, white coat. Okay, keep and going. And in Caitlin. the casino, he's actually like shot. 
um, up to his chest is actually showing up on the screen. Oh, is it? Oh, see, you've studied these things. <laughs> the order in which the questions are asked is established by the players themselves and based on the suspicions they have after hearing the questions and answers. Yep. So, and then you can just go around. Oh, and you look for a little obscure thing. Oh, have you ever heard of the... 38, and it might be the train card, and on the train down the bottom it's got the 38 Express or something, and just a little clue like that. Or it Once might I was be... the spy, and you, you had the ocean liner, and I had no clue oh, yeah. until I accidentally saw a little bit of your card, which had a little bit of like black sky in it. Yeah, but by then it was too late, because I asked you a question, because you've got two little toys that you like, penguin and a dog, and I said... That is your dog's friend there? <laughs> he smacks his head because he goes, oh, no, I messed up. And you said, no, he doesn't have any friends there. And I knew that meant that you didn't know what card we had. No, I said, no, he doesn't have any other friends. Yeah, but if you had have had the card in front of you, you would have seen the penguins and gone, oh, yeah, Kitty P's there. Well, I wasn't looking well, at that. Well, you wouldn't have to say that. If I looked at that, know. I would have gone, stop the clock. It is the ocean liner. That's what I was going to do. Also, if you're not the spy, your card also tells you the role at your location, which can give you some ideas for questions. Like in the supermarket, you might be the baker or whatever it is. And in the supermarket, the uh, spy's really hard to find. He's actually dressing up as a girl shopping. It says that the players should agree before they start the game whether you're going to... Um, play according to your role you know if you're the baker or not and they say that they recommend it like if you're a college professor and somebody asks you why you missed the the faculty meeting you can explain about your age and we don't actually do that if you're a student you might want to express your outrage and not having been invited to the senior faculty um we use it more as a clue that i know a job that might be there is what you do uh so then the end of the round find out what it is easier by just Do you want to read the end the, of the round, Patch? Yeah, sure. Just quickly? By just looking at their job. Like, if you can think of their job, mm. like, if you ask, um, what's your job like? And then they go, oh, yeah, it's not that great. And, or what do you, what's it like doing your job there? But you've got to be careful that you don't give too much information because then the spy's mm. like, I know. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it funny, though, Caitlin? Often you think, I know who it is. And then a question will get asked and you go, oh, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> a round ends when one of the following three things happen. One, eight miniatures have passed. Eight miniatures or eight minutes? <laughs> eight minutes. <laughs> what, are these little creepy <laughs> spies <laughs> go past? <laughs> you got miniatures on the brain. Because <laughs> uh, we were just talking about um, yeah, yeah. Pluto. <laughs> Eight minutes of bath. <laughs> when the time runs out, players are old out of free to openly discuss their suspicions, but may not announce the location or ask information or ask information contained on the location card. An accusation phase commences. During each round of this phase, one player will accuse another player of being the spy and put it to a vote. The <laughs> That's all it said. The other players um, vote. The dealer gets to make the first accusation. So, whoever deals... Okay, I'm going to 
make the first accusation. I think it's Caitlin. Does everyone agree it's Caitlin? No. Yes or no? Eight miniatures say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if it's not, it keeps going around. Um, now, when a player gets suspicious, okay, so that's the second way it can stop. So each player may stop the clock once per round to declare one of the players a suspect and ask everyone to vote. So... Two minutes in, I go, oh, I think it's Caitlin, stop the clock. But the only problem with doing that is... When two minutes have passed. Yeah, but you only get one opportunity to do it. So before I did that in one of the games when we were playing, and then I couldn't and at one point, change it later. At one point, I was the only person that had a guess left. That's like everyone in, in uh, Dead of Winter, when, which is a game with these zombies and someone can be the, the fake the betrayer and if you accuse them and you're not anyway that leads down a whole nother path and so if a spy is revealed each of the non-spy players win if if a non-spy is revealed the spy wins but if there is not unanimous agreement restart the clock and the player who made the accusation cannot use this action again this round um but can still make an accusation after the time has run out um if it's it's in the best player's that it's in the player's best interest to perform this action, it might also benefit the spy to use this action to, in order to get everyone looking in your direction instead of, hey, well, I'm fine over here. I'm not doing anything. Uh, so when they vote, if, like, let's say one miniature doesn't say, um, yeah, I agree, and mm. then that one doesn't say they agree, the other, it doesn't go, it has to be everyone has to vote. Yeah, everyone has to, yeah. yeah. And then the other way is, at the spy's request, the spy can stop the clock at any time, unless it's been stopped by someone else, and reveal their spy card, and then allowed to have a guess, allowed to look at the list and take a guess, um, and identify the correct, the current location. The spy wins if they get Each this right, time which I did. And I kept throwing the cards onto the table. One of them was because your mum said about the hair. <laughs> and then what was the other thing she said? Oh, did something go wrong there or I something? Said that, yeah. Or you said did something no, go wrong? No, you said. And I'm like, I remember that the laboratory or the is it university, university has that tank that's broken in the background and no, the guy's that isn't got a, spiky no, hair. No, it isn't a broken tank. It's actually a tank with piranhas in it. Oh. Well, that's, Same thing. that's bad. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to be broken. That's worse than a broken tank. And then once the round is over, the cards from that round are returned to the dealer and can no longer be played in the current game. We put them back in the zip bag, put the spy card on top. And back in the box. Whack them away in the box. There's plenty of ways you can play this game. They give you a whole thing there of objectives and strategies, but we won't go into that. It's hard enough. I like how your mum in the first round had no idea what we're doing. And you know what? Whenever you play with someone, you've got no idea. Everyone is like, what? But I don't get it. And... At we one point, sure I was going to ask a question should... about one of the other things that wasn't in. I like the military military base. I was going to ask oh. a question to do with that. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have all them out. And then it gets the spy totally off what they're going to do, what they think it is, and they think it's something totally different. So there's some scoring. You tally up the points earned. Now the spy earns two points if no one's um, correctly convicted. Um, the spy earns four points if a non-spy player is successfully convicted of being a, a spy. And they earn four points if the 
spy stops the game and successfully guesses the location. So the spy gets a lot of points. If you were going to score. Now, we've never scored. Uh, each non-spy player earns a point, and the player who initiated the successful conviction of the spy um, earns two points instead. Whoever scores the most points after the agreed-upon well, number of rounds... It's really going to be the spy no matter what, because he earns more points than anyone else. Yeah, but you only get to be the spy... You get to be the spy less. So in four-player game, you're only the spy once every... On average, four games. But three out of four games, you're going to be the the group trying to get them. So you have less chance to... So when you're the spy, you want to yeah. maximise getting the points. You know, because it's harder to win when you're the spy. And then you just got to listen to their questions really hard and hope they don't ask you one for a while and then you've got the idea. <laughs> or you could just stop the clock and say... I know where it is, and I'm the spy. It is the day spa. So, Caitlin, as a non like not not a real big board gamer, you like board games. You yeah. like billionaire, like oh, yeah, card yeah, games, good. Uno, Top Trumps. Yeah. You, you, we've shown we you this game, and you've actually really me. enjoyed yeah. it, haven't you? I really want to get you to play Betrayal it, at House on the Hill. The first time we played this was at our granny's. Uh, because I think there's a lot of games, and that's what we try and are hoping to get people into Betrayal this Betrayal at Hassel on the Hill is probably one that you would actually like. Yeah, we really want to get people into games with this. Uh, so, what would you rate this game as? You've played it a few times now. What I would, would say like an eight and a half to nine. Okay. I really like it. So, you really like it. So, you'd put this one above Cluedo. Yeah. If you were doing your top three. Yeah. And what about you, Patch? Um, what about you? Because I like listening yeah, to other people's ratings. Let's give it a... Oh. You know, I really want to play it in a group of eight. Yeah, that's that's fun. my aim. I really want to... We need to take it to mums and when we've got the family get together, have it as a big group of eight. Um, I'm going to give it a seven to eight. Seven and a half. Eight to nine. Eight. As, a, as a fun group game. Eight to nine again. Eight to nine for you, yeah. All of yours are. Some are ten. Like top drums. Okay. Uh, Bond. James <laughs> Bond. Is there anything else we need to add to this? Or Mrs. Bond? No. So there you go, Caitlin. There's your two games. What about your third? Um, my third game would probably be Billionaire. Billionaire! <laughs> yep. One, uh, Tax one, one, man! One, 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 two, 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 two. Yeah, two anyway. Billionaire! Anywhere. Yeah, that, 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 that is a fun game. We like, like that. Um, We haven't played that for a little while. That's a good summer game. That brings back memories of... And you have we normally have like eight people playing in the like... Yeah. We always play it when we go camping. Do you? Like, do, oh, do, do, do. right, so you take it camping. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's an easy game because you only need the table. Yeah. It's a small box. Yeah. Um, yes, that is a good game. We should talk about that one time. Mm. Because that's an easy card game. Except we don't have it. Well, you don't need to... We don't need to have it. We know we, have, we played have played the game. Exactly. Um, well, there you go. Well, hopefully we get some emails from you in the future, Caitlin. Mm, yeah. And you might even want to come back and join in again when it's yeah. another game that you really want to talk about. And we need to get you to play um, Betrayal at House on the Hill. What do yeah. you reckon? Yeah. yeah. It'll be good. You've listened to a few of our episodes, haven't you? Most yeah. of them, yes. Oh, have you? Okay. <laughs> um, and what else? Is there... Have you enjoyed being here? Yeah. Yeah, so you'd come again? Yeah. Yeah, you would. Um, you have to tell your friends. Yeah. And they, then they might <laughs> listen and then they can email us their favourite three games. <laughs> That'll Do be good. Do you say the email on the Twitch? Yeah, go for it. So, 
email in at us email us in at uh, uh, yeah, board game basics at board game basics podcast at outlook dot com and our Twitter is BGB at capital B for board game basic one. Yep, that's it. If anyone you don't have Twitter, do you, Caitlin? No. no. And uh, we should. I don't know if we should do Instagram one day because that seems to be oh, the I thing. I can run your Instagram. Do you do Instagram? I'm a pro Instagram. Oh, so you have it. Yeah. So if we have Instagram, then you can follow us. Yes. Okay, this sounds like something we need to set up sometime, hey, Pat? Yeah. Don't make it too hard. Um, you know, another thing I've been thinking of, we'll see if anyone lets us know. I've been thinking, what if one day we do, we hire a hall and we get a heap of people aged from 8 to 15 to come and we'll teach them how to play all these cool Oh, that'd be games. cool. That'd be so fun. That'd be sick. Yeah. Of not just like Monopoly and Game of Life and all that. You haven't even told me about Other games? No, yeah. I know. I've been thinking about it. Um, it could be Betrayal at House on the Hill or it could be... Spyfall. It could be more than one That's game. A cool and it might just be like, oh, you pay like five you bucks to get in Like you could teach more than one game. That's cool. Sorry. So you, you, you think that might, as an older... Yeah. You think that but might But you be could fun. also have adults come in and do it. Yeah, well, but it would be about the kids. Mm. We could do one about the kids. You need someone to find someone to run a D&D session over there. So D&D, Caitlin, Dungeons and Dragons. So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure game and you roll dice. And we've only just sort of gotten a little bit into it. We need a GM that can get us to play. So GM, Game Master, they're like mm. the umpire yeah. and they read the book. They say, oh, That's you've not... come across some goblins. What are you going to do? And you'll go, you'll look at your sheet and you're good at sneaking. So you might sneak up to see what the goblins are doing or Patrick might launch an arrow just, at them. We've only just finished that part of it. Yeah, I know, of the of the at starter edition. Yeah, we should talk yeah. about that sometime. Okay, so anyway, they're, they're just thoughts and, that I've been thinking of. Mm. I don't know. We always want to hear from people that might have listened. Please, we, we love to hear anything that you would have to say that you hate this show or that you've enjoyed <laughs> it or something that you would like us to talk about. Just hearing anything or, um, would be good. recommend a game that we haven't talked about or we might not have to um, for us to get and then talk about. Yeah, that's right. Your top three games. Like Caitlin's <laughs> coming. We, we had to get her in to do this. Um, next year I'll have to get a Wizard of Oz game. Oh yes, because there's an unlocked that. Wizard of Oz, which is a an escape room. And, oh. But it's a game. Yeah. And the, there's a Wizard of Oz one that everyone says is really good. We oh, should get like that. Like that, like that would be so good. Like Being that you Wizard and Mika and their and your cousin is all are also going to be a part of the Wizard of Oz in Daddy. in Adelaide. Daddy, the Wizard of Oz movie. Uh, but yeah, based on that. It's a game yeah, with little puzzles and things. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, mm. so there you go. Okay, lots of ideas and things to do. <laughs> yeah. Summertime, your beauty, holidays in Australia. Mm, Always fun. good. Lots of sun, except for the 40 degree days. That gets a bit hot, which is 100 and whatever in England, in America. Mm. All right, yep, so we've given our email. We have given our... Uh, Twitter. Twitter. We haven't given our Instagram, but soon Caitlin will be sorting this out for us. Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> uh, anything else, Patch, that you want to talk about? Nah. No? All right. Getting tired. Another long day. Eh. We need to go get some swimming in. Nah. Might need a heated pool today, but other days. <laughs> um, 
All right. Do you want to take us so out? that's bye from me. Oh, hold on. Before you do, is there anything you need to say to Caitlin? Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It's been good, hasn't it? Mm. It's good that you came up and joined in. Yeah. Um, so now, so that's bye from... Thanks for listening. So that's bye from me. Bye from me. And that's bye from me. <laughs> Gee, I've got you two going crazy here. <laughs> Summer loving had me a blast. All right. Well, it's been good having you come in, Caitlin. It's been good being here. Looking forward to a long summer down here before we get to the winter. Yes. Cold, Make the most cold, of it. cold winter. We keep rubbing this in to anyone that's in the United States. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't know. Well, that's been fun. Hopefully you come and join us again sometime. Um, don't forget you need to be near the microphone if you want us to hear you. Uh, so thanks very much. You know what? Because it's the summer edition, I am going to read a joke. So, stolen Mika's book and I'm going to read one out of there. <laughs> what kind of cars do Jedis drive? What? To Toyotas. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Yoda, no, no, Toyota, don't get it. <laughs> Toyota, Yoda. Yes, I get it, <laughs> Caitlin. Okay, um, how does the man in the moon get his hair cut? Eclipse it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. What do you get if you cross a pig and a cactus? No idea. A pork up pine. <laughs> a pork a <up> pine. <laughs> What's a what? pig? <laughs> <laughs> what's a, what's a, oh, this is crazy town now. Look at this. It's descending to chaos. What's a pig's favourite holiday? Christmas. Hoggy Halloween. Hoggy Halloween. <laughs> what? Let's see, let me have a look. Uh, Hoggy. Hoggy Wallow. Hoggy Halloween. <laughs> I don't know that one. Um. How about you finish with another one? Why do bicycles fall over? Because they are too tired. 